I'm excited. I love playing on the road. It's, it's a lot of fun to go play at another team's home and try to give you your best shot. You know, we're, we, we feel like we can go in there and we have a good opportunity to go play against a really good football team in a, in a really cool stadium, really cool environment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Huddle. You heard our guy Sam Howell getting ready for his first road game. I am Rob Woodfork, and I am catching a bunch of heat for being roughly 35 points shy of my game prediction last week uh, alongside the smarmy winner, if we had to pick one, George Wallace, and the man for whom ties both on the field and the neck are the way of life. You, it's just, yeah. What do you mean if we had to pick one? You sounded so like what? You just you just I mean, if we it, had to it, pick a winner. We don't. It we, killed we, him to say that I was almost right. Yeah, I mean you were very close. You were. Very I said close. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but had then you, again, you gave, But then again, you gave two picks. Yeah, like two or three. <laughs> you know, so it's right. like I mean, but I said like it's I easy was, to be true. right when you give seven different picks. That's true. I said I was worried it was going to be the latter, and it was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick how fifty-five bad, points. Though. How bad would that have been had? They not gotten that late field goal in the first half after going down 13-7. Had things not turned around. Oh, that's the game and right there. They would have wound up losing that day, whether it was, you know, 16-10 or what have you. The Cardinals missed a pick six yeah. in the end of the half. Should have been twenty to seven. Oh yeah. yeah. That right. was that'd have been game over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they did win. On the way to your fifty five points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. I texted George too at halftime. I was like, yo, like if they don't all they have to do is outscore them 49 to nothing That's in the it. second half. Yeah. And my prediction is right. <laughs> uh, the Commanders did win the game, even though barely. Uh, they're going into Denver, looking to go 2-0 and for the first time since 2011. Back in Who the was day, the quarterback? Rex Grossman. Sexy Rexy. Turnoverosaurus Rex. Yes. A yeah. beast. They pulled that off, and uh, history does not favor Washington winning in Denver, by the way. Uh, it's only happened twice in franchise history. I saw this hmm. stat. Uh, the last time was the Marty Schottenheimer squad back in 2001. And before that, and Dave might remember this one, 1970. I don't know who was on the roster because uh, I was nine years from being born. Bill Austin was the head coach. That's all we know. <laughs> it was it was, it was was after Lombardi had passed, so it was yeah. Sonny's last full season as yeah. a quarterback before getting injured and before Billy Kilmer and the like. Yeah, but uh, before we delve into the Broncos game, was uh, week one cause for concern or confidence? I think it's cause for concern because they should have throttled that Arizona team. Even though uh, NFL teams, there's a baseline for even the least talented team. You still have 53 guys on that roster who have fought their way into the NFL. So I still think it's cause for concern, though, because they should have played much better on both sides of the ball. I do like how well the defense responded in the second half and really created the the opportunities for them to score. But I think over the span of a 60-minute game, how many possessions? Maybe 10 to 12 possessions. Right. If this team gets 80-yard fields that they have to find their way down, it's going to be tough sledding yeah. if they continue to play the way they did this past Sunday against a bad team. Yeah, the defense came up big when it had to, and Jack Del Rio said today, which is uh, Thursday, Thursday, that he was pleased with, in the big spots when they needed a play, the defense came up with a play, whether it be sack and dives, forcing the fumble. Mm. So that, they basically saved the day there. Sam Hallett up and downs, which you figure it's going to be, like Eric Bieniemy said today also. it's a, He figured exactly, he was exactly what, I thought a first-year quarterback would be, mm -hmm. you know, have some good and some bad, 
But in the end, uh, and Eric's the best. He says, numbers don't matter. All it is is the alphabet that matters. Did you get the W? <laughs> and they did. And it's and, But it is interesting because the players all know that they did not play well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the topic in the locker room yesterday was, is this a little weird? It's like you guys won, but you don't. It wasn't joyous, maybe not the right word, but they right. know that it, it was. They're almost down because they didn't play well, and they know they need to play a lot better starting this week. Two things that really concern me: the sacks, the six allowed yes. Sunday, and this is not the '85 Bears that we're going up against. Uh, the the, the uh, a great point. We're yeah, playing. I mean, a great they're point. on the clock. I mean, also, they're be the worst team in the league. Right. Third down conversions, four for twelve, but not just that. Eight of the twelve third downs were they needed seven yards or more. So if you consistently need long yardage on third down, you know, two thirds of the time, yeah. you're not going to be able to succeed offensively. And to that point, with the uh, offensive line, I noticed this statistic: the uh, O line, in addition to the six sacks, it was a 51.4 quarterback pressure rate. Doesn't what, sound good. Yeah, what, what's deemed normal <laughs> is like 30. Oh man! So yeah. it was almost double what is acceptable for an offensive line. And again, you know. Some of those sacks were on Sam Howell for holding the ball yes. and trying to make a play. Right. Absolutely. A mixed bag, as the coach said. Correct. Yes. So that offensive line was a question mark before the season, and all we do is have like a question mark and maybe an exclamation point to go with it uh, <laughs> after well, watching that game in week one. One other thing I will talk about the defense, and I realized today someone brought it up, I think it was 10 of the 11 possessions Washington had a tackle for loss on the Cardinals. That's good. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that's the thing. We didn't yeah. really question the defense. It was a matter of, you know, whether the offense was going to be able to hold up its end of the bargain. And the thing is, like, this team doesn't have the latitude to give away the ball. Like, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs can have three turnovers and be fine because they have a quarterback who can throw three touchdowns offset it in two drives. He's such a magician. <laughs> right. So, right. Washington doesn't have that. And so, yeah, you have Eric Bieniemy, and he's brought this system here. But, I mean, uh, between Washington and Denver, neither one of those offenses looked significantly better than what they were back in 22. And, you know, Denver had the fewest points last year. They're starting this year with four and a half yards per play. That's a full yard below the league average. The passing game netted 177 yards at 5.2 yards in attempt. That's you know, seven yards is the average. So, I mean, that was a very subpar uh, performance out of Denver. And, yeah, they're going up against Washington's defense. Washington's defense should feast. But uh, for Washington, man, they got to get more going offensively. So, for me, it's a cause for concern because if you're not going – that was the easiest game on their schedule this year. And we said that they struggled. They struggled. Now, week one, you know, they have – you know, things can go sideways. There are upsets. There's unfamiliarity because everybody's stepping out of preseason mode and into the season, and things change, and that's fine. And maybe the Cardinals are as bad as we think they are. But Washington needed to make a statement. And, and the, I know a W is a W and, you know, take out the stats, whatever. But Washington needed to, if they're serious about making the playoffs, if they're serious about pushing in a very competitive division, you needed to – go out there with all the good feelings and all the goodwill, you needed to beat that team by at least 10 points. And the other thing is, too, you think about, you know, the defense kept them out of the end zone. The, the touchdown was the fumble on how right. return. Right. And then three Prater field goals. Yeah. So the defense did hold up its end of the bargain. Uh, I am also cause for concern, knowing that 
Look, the eye test for Sam Howell is that he looks like he can play, right? Yeah. He's yeah. athletic, he's got an arm, and he looks like he can play. And he made it, some plays that wouldn't necessarily be in the box plays, score. Yes, right. off-schedule plays, and that's fine. It's just, And he does have weapons. It's just a matter of, as we said last week, the offensive line going to be keep him upright. And is he going to – and I heard someone say this week too, is, is, it, is he going to be coachable? Sam Howe. He's got the tools, but is he going to be coachable? And, I mean, he comes off like a guy that is definitely coachable and willing to learn and willing coachable, to – Coachable, not as not, – not so much in as, like, difficult to yeah. coach, but, like, is he going to take the feedback yeah, and be correct. able to accurately, correct. like, implement yeah. – He's definitely – well, yeah, taught. he's going to definitely be able to – I mean, he's definitely yeah. not going to – you know, he's, he's not a, a, a diva of a quarterback. Yeah. No yeah. way. So that's that's the biggest you know that's the biggest concern. Yeah, I mean, it, I think what when he talked about going on the road too, he's like, oh, I've played on the road. I'm gonna say that uh, going to Duke and going to Wake Forest and yeah. NC State, it's right. not the same as playing at Mile High. <laughs> right. I just just gonna throw that out there. Uh, yeah, in dealing with the um, with the pressure and uh, dealing with the altitude and all of that, I mean, everybody talks about that. It's probably gonna help Joey Sly out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If they want to kick from but 60 yards, that might help. But. Here's what's interesting. They're going late Saturday, and they're going to be in and out in less than 24 hours in Denver. So they're hoping that doesn't affect it too much. Instead well, of going right. early Saturday, like they're leaving, I think, our time, 7 o'clock, whatever, you get out yeah. to Denver at 10-ish, whatever. You play at 2 in the afternoon out there, and then you're gone. Right. Is that how that works? Like the less time you're there, the less. Uh, I think there's I guess a in Ron Rivera's book, maybe I don't know. I think there's a sour spot where if you're there for a certain amount of time, you're you haven't fully acclimated to it, and you're still you, your body needs to get in gear. Whereas I think by going as late as they are, they won't get into that trouble zone where it's like, oh, your body starts to hit the wall right. against the altitude, and the other option is to go way early. Correct. Where your body like gets used to it, yeah. Or Monday afternoon. Right, <laughs> right. Know? Well, yeah. like West Coast, sometimes yeah. they go Friday. True. Joe Gibbs used to go a couple of days early, get used to it. But this, they're going in. I mean, look, you go right from the airport to the hotel, and then you don't get outside until you hit the stadium the next morning, maybe? I don't know. No. That's not. That's way beyond That's beyond my... <laughs> beyond your pay grade? Yeah. Yeah, that's one place I haven't been, uh, admittedly. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure how it affects you. It's a fun spot. Yeah. Check it out. Look, Jack Del Rio was there, coach there. Eric Bieniemy played against him all the time, as he said today. It's an old AFC West matchup or opponent, yeah, not matchup. But he said he's basically best friends with Vance Joseph. They grew up together. Oh, so that's lovely. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, you know, chess match there between the two. Okay, so who do we think wins that chess match? Game prediction. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I, <laughs> I think are, are, are we doing score already, or yeah, are we just let's okay impressions? I just am not confident that Washington's going to be able to get their offensive game plan and gear against Denver, even though Denver, you know, didn't look that great against Las Vegas last week. This is one of those ugh, neither team looked that impressive. I say that Washington loses twenty four to eighteen. I'm a little weary of that too. Keep in mind also they're celebrating the Super Bowl championship. Peyton's there. Champ is there. Clinton, Clinton Portis. They're honoring all these guys too. That place is going to be jacked up. Wait, Champ and Clinton Portis? Champ, they, they Champ were just Clinton. here doing stuff. Going, from, the trade. going <laughs> from here to there together. Yes. Only in America. Yeah. And they're and Peyton, that is hilarious. Peyton's going to be there too, Manning. They're honoring that Super Bowl team. Uh, so 
I'm a little worried about it also. I think that both defenses should have good days. I Wait, think. Why are they honoring the Super Bowl team? It's not 10 years yet. Uh, I don't it was know. 2015. Maybe they're supposed to do a five-year anniversary, they, or, or, and the COVID pushed it back. Or, or are they just? Or are they just trying to rub it in Ron's face? Perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> that's hey, actually that's pretty funny. The Jeff Fisher thing to do. Yeah, it is. Um, Send him out for the coin toss. So you, um, I don't. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it as well. I think Denver. What's it? Three. What is it? Three and a half points. Three points. Three. Three, points. three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Where you can shop it. Yeah, I, I think it's close, but I think Washington makes a mistake late. Let's say I think Denver wins. I'm gonna say less than a touchdown. I'll go by. What would you say? How many points? Twenty-four, eighteen. It's crazy. I'm, yeah. so, I'm like I'm looking like Joey Sunshine over here because I keep picking Washington here. I had I, him winning. I had him scoring fifty-five points. Last I'm gonna week. go with my score last week, twenty-four twenty Denver. Because I I don't know. I, I just think I don't think they're ready for that. I think it's just gonna be a lot to overcome. Are you on only giving one to... score though? Or are yeah, you giving this three week I'm giving one <laughs> score. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got Washington winning 21-17. I think Howell rebounds. He looked so-so in the opener. I think he's going to throw two touchdowns, and I think he's going to look much more efficient. The Denver defense is, and this is very early, so not much to read into it with a very uh, small sample size, but I don't think that defense has the teeth that it did when they had some, you know, bigger-name guys coming off the edge. I mean, you know, Patrick Sertan is – one of the best corners in the league, maybe top three. So that's going to be a difficult matchup uh, for Terry McLaurin. But I, I think Washington's going to win. I, I believe in this defense. I think this defense uh, up front, if nowhere else, right. is uh, very stout. And uh, they're going to start 2-0 and for the first time since 2011. Former Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer used to say that the, a team improves the most between weeks one and week two yeah. of a season, games one, game one, game two. And I think we're going to see that this week across the board. We're going to see whether or not a Pittsburgh team that got shellacked at home by San Francisco, if they can bounce back. If a Minnesota team that got humbled at home Mm-hmm. Uh, by Tampa Bay, if they can bounce back on the road against a Philadelphia squad. I think we're going to see the same thing with Denver, who lost a game they should have won at home against the Raiders, and Washington, a team that should have played much better than they did at home against a hapless Arizona squad. We're going we're gonna to learn a lot about a lot of teams this yeah. uh, Sunday and uh, starting in week uh, you know, to uh, Thursday night. So that's, I, that's what makes this following this league fun, yeah. is that there are always questions, there are always answers, and there are always questions upon those answers and answers upon those questions. <laughs> and in that vein, like what what's the key to victory for Washington? I think they have to be in third and short yeah. consistently. They can't on they, offense. Uh, on offense. Yeah. They cannot they can't expect Sam Howell to convert third and sevens, third and eights, third and tens, and just have him, you know, be back there being a, a, a sitting duck, whether because whether it's his responsibility, whether it's his receiver's spons- responsibility of not getting open, or whether it's his offensive line's responsibility, he got dropped six times. And that's yeah. just six sacks. We're not talking about the hits. We're not talking about the times when he was he had to go off schedule. He had to scramble. Yeah. He had to fight his way because he had a, a dirty pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens when you're facing third and seven, third and eight. That doesn't happen as much when it's third and one, third and two, third and three. We need to see... Brian Robinson get the ball on third down as opposed to Chris Rodriguez and and the other guys, you know, get the ball on, on short yardage. And to that point, uh, the, the thing that they need to do is establish the run. They didn't really do that no. in week one, and they're definitely going to need to do it against Denver because, I mean, again, you, you have to take some of the pressure right. off that passing game and Sam Howell. 
they uh, a 51.4 quarterback pressure rate. That's just that's more than half the times he dropped back. He was he, he was getting heat. And the O line needs to do something well. They don't have to be great at protecting the passer or great right. at getting holes open for the running game, but they got to do one of those things adequately well. Right. Otherwise, you're going to have a mess. And that's the thing. It's not sustainable. Like You're not going to go three yards in a cloud of dust no. every week, but I think you can do that in Denver and come out with a W. I'd like to clarify the uh, Super Bowl celebration. I was wrong. Yeah, It is the Super Bowl 33, the 25th anniversary celebration. Oh, oh so, that, this yeah, so this yeah, is Elway. So this is Elway. So more than game. 125 alumni will be there. They will be hosting Ring of Famers, Super Bowl alumni, coaches, and staff at a private reception at Shanahan's Steakhouse. Oh gosh! <laughs> on Friday, get the New York Strip, and then they will have that all weekend. So lots of uh, juice in the building. Oh. Kind of fitting because Shanahan's been dining out on those teams. Oh man, sick for a long time. podcast burn. I like that. That, that, oh. was, that was good. you know, but you, that but was but, but the good. thing is, you look at. <laughs> A guy like Shanahan who worked really well there with Elway and when you don't have the right quarterback, which he didn't have for the last decade basically, <laughs> that he was in Denver. Yes, he had some guys, Greasy, Plummer, what have you, who you know, who had who showed signs. And then he comes here and he had no well, he had quarterbacks, but none of He'd stake his it, reputation yeah, on the last exactly. one that went John two Beck. and zero. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you realize that two and zero start in twenty eleven finished five and eleven. Yeah, yeah not yeah. too good. Yeah. They started uh three and one. Three and one that yeah. year. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now Shanahan, I've I, I've always come off as a Shanahan apologist because I always thought he got a bad rap. They're like, oh, he got two, two Super Bowls because he had Elway. I was like, how many Hall of Fame coaches have multiple championships because of a Hall of Fame because quarterback? Of, right, a lot. As much as we love Lombardi, and we, yeah. he was great, and Except, he was the league was smaller back then. Gibbs did, and he had Hall of Famers like pretty much everywhere on his roster. I think so, Gibbs and Parcells are the two guys who who. That's why you, you can argue at, about you look those at, look, yeah. guys who won multi, multiple Super Bowls without yeah. a quarterback in the Hall of Fame. Tom yeah. Flores yeah. is another. Jim Plunkett. Yep. Yeah. Um, it just felt like the Shanahan era here could have been so much better. Of course, and whether it, could have been it was better because yeah. because of all the everything up above top. them and yeah. below. Right. You can you say that with every coach except maybe, <laughs> <laughs> except maybe Spurrier. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, or, was, or Zorn. That no, was just, yeah. I did have a friend who who, who uh, he worked in the Colorado Springs market years ago on the back end of Shanahan's time with the Broncos, and the rep was that uh post Elway, Shanahan threw his quarterbacks and his defensive coordinators under the bus with and had no yeah. qualms about doing that. When he wound up getting here and it, you felt like he was doing a little bit of the same oh, sure. here and there. Oh, him, it was Robert would come in and talk, then Shanahan would come and talk. Yeah. And then the PR staff would tell who, him who said what. They'd tell him that he said this before they each go in there. It was it was yeah. just. No means no. Yeah. I mean, it's better now, right? Yeah. We have Josh Harris. It's all better now. Philly people are so I bitter about Robert, Josh Harris, Robert, the other Griffin the other day. Yeah. Exchanged pleasantries. He's back. Yeah. He's a he's a star still. <laughs> He'll let you know. Did, did we see him on Get Up? Just we, kind we of did. in insert himself in the See, so, so, so they were talking right, so about the it, veteran let's, quarterback let's talk about options. that they were talking about the veteran quarterback options for the jets now that aaron Rodgers yeah. is hurt yeah so is this he, with greeny so, crying yeah oh what a boohoo tears so he was talking about he's like oh you could reach out to the cam newtons of the world you could talk to Joe Flacco, Carson. He uh, said Carson Carson said, Wentz yeah, myself yeah. and you could just see everybody on set just like Ugh. see I have no problem with what he said Really? But here's the because thing. Because in the end, he did, he did. I know. But in the end, he did say, 
you know, Zach Wilson gives him the best chance to win. That's who they should, the quarterback right. should be. And he said, but I'm saying he first of made all, that point without did, naming himself. I understand that, but look, he knows he can't play. He can't play anymore. Oh, but that was the other thing. He's like, oh, a GM said, I know you can play, but yeah. you would be a distraction. Right. He Why said, would yeah, you GM, reveal that? And let, said, that's self-serving as hell. Right. And it's not super related to the topic. Exhibit right. A, why he didn't work out here. Yeah. He couldn't. I mean, and you look at him, he was a multi-sport star. And instead of the other sport being a team sport, it was track and field where the focus is on you. So he his position, you know, in football, the quarterback position gets the most spotlight. He was a sprinter. I mean, he's used to people around him telling him how great he is and mm-hmm. how awesome he is and mm-hmm. how uh, he can succeed. So on TV, that's that's what he does. He does right. a great job. Oh, he's great on yeah. TV. And, and, and it doesn't know, surprise I w- I me in the least. I want to make that clear. He's terrific yeah. on TV, but that was not his best moment no. doing television. So uh, I just thought of this. If you're Washington, you're going into Denver, you're playing this game, do you feel disrespected on some level because Denver is doing this celebration? They picked your game. They had, Of all the games on the schedule, they picked Washington coming to town to celebrate your Super Bowl championship. Isn't it their I home mean, opener? No, because they were home last week. Yeah, they were home uh, last Sunday. week against the Raiders. Against the Raiders. The Raiders were home game? Yeah. I would think if you were Denver and you wanted to – Stick the knife in anybody, you would do it. You pre-game the Raiders. You're right. Your rival. Like, it's a rival. If I'm, yeah, if it's I'm week them, one. Yeah. There's I no... think just now a lot could go into that. I think they did scheduling it scheduling wise. Yeah. yeah, I think they did it this week because it was game two. Yeah, uh, like, you don't want to take away from the opener. I have. I think it's fine. Look, you think so? Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, now if I'm somebody like Bianami or Rivera I'm, or Del Rio. <laughs> all these guys coming back to Denver, I'd be pissed. Yeah, use it again. You can use that as motivation. Whatever the you old homecoming use. move. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how many teams in the last however many years would come in here just ticked off that you're still doing homecoming, that Washington was doing homecoming? Yeah. They're doing it again this year. Right. Like it's college or something like that. Not the Bears game. And uh, who was the guy? He was the uh, running back for the uh, Panthers. His name escapes me at the moment, but he was all kinds of fired off. Yeah. Went off about it, and Panthers won that game. Here? Yeah, it was here. It, It was years ago. Yeah, his name escapes me right now because all the losses yeah. run together. Yeah, they all do. <laughs> they all do. All right. Well, so we have a great uh, college uh, slate yeah. coming up this weekend. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Navy and Memphis uh, meet Thursday, so the midshipmen get AAC play underway before the weekend even starts, and then Virginia meets Maryland uh, Friday evening in College Park. First time that they will have met since 2013, the last year that Maryland was in the ACC. And it's a shame that as much as a lot of people have loved this rivalry, because I think it moved around a lot on the calendar when they did play in the ACC, it didn't gain the same amount of juice as a lot of other matchups. Like you'd have a couple years in a row would be in November, a couple years in a row would be in September, October. I think you need a fixed spot on the calendar for a rivalry to really you know, kind of grow, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, when Michigan used to play Notre Dame and it was week one or week two, that was always a September game that you would see. Clemson, Georgia was another September non-conference game, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, middle of October. And then, of course, the late season games. Uh, Virginia is not that good this year, 0-2, uh, come from a head loss uh, to James Madison uh, last Saturday. They have problems uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Maryland has a chance to have a special season, but they can't afford another start like they did 
against Charlotte uh, last Saturday night where they fell down 14 nothing in the early going. So they're wearing those black uniforms with the script. Should be a those fun. Those are tight. Should be I, fun. They look good. The script helmet yeah. or just with the black? The black, too. I think the black script helmet. I think the jersey will look good. The helmet, I'm more excited about the helmet. But Of course. Of course. And uh, because yeah, it looks be- clean, it looks yeah. classic. And they get UVA again. First time in 10 years. That's fun. That's good. And because they play Friday, fans can go apple picking and antiquing and all that oh, fun boy. stuff on Saturday. Who does that? Chris Cheon gave me some <laughs> spots to figure oh, you're out. Do, you're doing some name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Chris Cheon used to talk with us? Before? I think yeah, so, yeah. way back when. Yeah. He, of, was, he was the Zeppo one of, of our uh, One crew. of the uh, charter members, charter members of yeah, the D.C. Yeah. sports That's right. huddle. That's right. Back when we were the WTOP huddle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We had name changes. I mean, we're like. Uniform changes, rebranding, yeah. whole deal. Yeah, whole thing. All right, was this another fun episode? Yes, it was another fun episode. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I think up. people should listen to this because this we're, we're we're good. I mean, we're <laughs> we're I mean, oh we're giving the people what they like. I'm not yeah. I'm not playing that on yeah. the air tomorrow. Oh, I'm playing that part and sure. the quality. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Don't, don't you think we are? I think we are, but I I'm just not, not going to play a cut of you saying that we're good <laughs> on WTOP. That's like playing think, your own cuts. I think we're we are great. We, I think we're entertaining. We give the people what they want to hear. We have, you know. What did they used we to talk, say about Gartell and his bio, in, informative and entertaining or something right. like that when he had the pencil in his ear? We talk, oh, yeah. time, we talk time zones. We talk ties. I know. Right. And my girlfriend's from Colorado Springs, so I, I kind of feel like I should have got her on here. He's dropping the G word. Right. Girlfriend. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I should have got her on here to yeah. talk about the, the altitude and stuff. Sure. Well, this was, in fact, another fun episode. Of you the learned DC a lot. So we got, what, 21-17 Washington. George, you got 24-20. Did you not pick got... a score? What? Did, did you not pick a score? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah, 24, yeah. 24 18. 18. Oh, I thought I was. 24-18. We like to All circle right. back. Yeah, we circle back because, once again, I'm Joey Sh- Sunshine over here. Yeah. I keep picking Washington to win. I actually think they're going to go 3-0 to start the season. I think they stunned Buffalo. I may just change it tomorrow. You're going to change? Oh, you're going to change your mind? Well, when we talk on the radio, I may change Probably not, though. Probably, yeah. Don't worry, I'll let you know. Oh, See, we're entertaining. Yes, exactly. Yes, that guy, that really fun guy over there is uh, George Wallace, Dave Preston. I am Rob Woodfork. Uh, we're going to clap it up. George does not. That always. was good. You didn't even say break. I was waiting you for you to say right break. Yeah, clap. I did. I did. Good. You, you, you did caught you him after he guard. dropped the paper he so did. he could do it. He didn't want to yeah. be late. You don't have that urgency. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs>